penetrating to the room. Um, welcome everyone to uh, Angel Wing Meditations with Dr. Elizabeth Berman on Wednesday evening. This is Sachin here. Great to see all of you. Um, we have a wonderful meditation plan today with Dr. Berman. She's going to guide us. And then uh, as our theme of love has been continuing on the dialogue, she's going to say something more about that. Uh, and I think you'll find that quite interesting also. So with that, uh, just a brief intro. Most of you know her already. Uh, Dr. Elizabeth Berman, good to have you again. Uh, thank you for your commitment to Angel Week. I'm turning it over to you now. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, everyone. And thank each and every one of you for showing up tonight um, and forming this group, this virtual group of people who gather to make things better, to learn and to share and to uplift each other and uplift the world that we're living in. So I'll just give you a little um, preview of what I'm going to do this evening. I know I said I was going to complete all of the stuff I didn't get to last week, but uh, Sachin asked me to, earlier in the week, asked me to just talk about love a bit. And um, I found it very compelling. And so that's what I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to give you a guided, uh, loving meditation body scan that I hope you'll enjoy. In the very beginning, you may find it to be deceptively simple and wonder what's, what's the benefit of doing this. But I think if you'll just give yourself to it and um, pay attention and stay with it, you might find that it's a very beautiful and powerful experience. The other thing I want to say about that is this is one of those meditations that relaxation of the body is really important. So if you feel at all um, that it might be a good idea, I encourage you to lie down. Um, relaxation, I think, comes easier when you're lying down, but you don't have to be. So if you're sitting just sitting in a very, very comfortable position. Um, <clears throat> and then after that, I'm going to talk a bit about love, maybe the language of love. And then I hope that we will share our ideas about some of the things I've said, some of the things you experience, how they might relate to you, and certainly any questions that you have. So let's get started by just doing our alignment technique, the energetic alignment technique. And for anybody who's new, you just have prayer hands at your heart. And it's always interesting trying to get all of me on the screen. Um, moving with an in-breath, one hand up and one hand down to the to the belly button and the up hand up as high as it goes with the out breath back to center and then switching the hands and then a third time. So let's just do that to pull our energy field into alignment so that all of our energies are lined up with our connection to source, which is above us and our connection to earth, which is below us. So breathing in and out, breathing in and out. And last time, breathing in and out. And just giving yourself a moment to be present, to let go of anything that you brought into the meeting tonight, perhaps concerns of the day or about something that's not quite done yet and you're thinking about it. 
you can park all of that in the part of your mind that says, not for me, not right now. And I assure you, it will all be there when you come back to it. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and now, I'd like you to find a very comfortable position. <clears throat> I'm going to say it again. This particular form of meditation is um, most effective when your physical body is very, very comfortable. So if you're in a place where you can lie down, if you want to turn your screen off so nobody sees, whatever you need to do right now to just let your body feel comfortable and supported and give yourself permission to relax your body. And this meditation focuses on appreciative attention for your own body. It's very simple. The language is simple. The directions are simple. And it can be extremely effective. So if you are able to just listen to a phrase and the area of your body as I instruct, and then silently repeat the phrase as you focus your attention on whatever area of the body we're working on. That's it. That's all you have to do. And you can let your eyelids become heavy and close gently, or if you'd rather keep them open, just focus your gaze downward, perhaps on the floor or towards your feet. And let your body be in a really relaxed posture. Letting yourself focus your attention on the breath as it comes into your body and the breath as it goes out of your body. And as you breathe in, give yourself permission to release any tension you feel with the out breath. Breathing in, and letting go of tension in your out breath. Now gently focus on the region of your head. And I ask you to offer the phrase silently, or if you choose to speak it, you may. May my head be happy May my scalp, my face, my ears, my whole head be relaxed and happy. And remember, if you choose with any out-breath, if you feel you want to release tension from and the area in your body, you can just see it in your mind's eye, the tension flowing, perhaps from your face, out with an out breath. May my head be happy, my scalp, face, ears, my whole head be relaxed and happy. And gently moving your attention down to the neck and saying, may my neck be happy, my throat happy, relaxed, the sides 
the front and the back of my neck. May they be happy and relaxed. Naturally breathing in and out. And now letting your attention move to the whole area of your shoulders. That band from the neck to the right shoulder, the band from the neck to the left shoulder. And say softly to yourself, may my shoulders drop down, release, relax, and be at ease. May my shoulders be happy and release tension that's so often carried in this part of our body. Allowing yourself to just focus on your shoulders with the intention that they be relaxed, at ease, happy. Gently shift your attention to your arms and focusing on your left arm first. Gently say, may, I may my whole left arm relax and feel ease. Focusing on the right arm. May my whole right arm relax and be at ease. My upper arms, my elbows, my forearms and wrists. May both of my arms be at ease and happy. And gently move your attention to your hands, saying to yourself, may my hands be happy and at peace. My fingers, thumbs, palms, and the backs of my hands be relaxed and feel peace and rest. And moving your attention now to your upper, middle, and lower back. Say to yourself, gently and lovingly, may my whole back and spine be well and strong. My, may my back be happy and at peace. And now move your attention to the front of your body, your chest, saying, may my chest be relaxed, happy and open. Moving down with your attention to the belly, your abdomen, that whole region that can store so much of our emotion and say to that part of your body, may my belly, my abdomen, this whole part of my body be relaxed and happy. May all of my organs inside the interior of my body feel relaxation, peace, and gently moving your attention to your sits bones down at the bottom of your spine, your seat 
of consciousness. May my whole bottom, buttocks, sits bones be happy and at ease. May my genitals be relaxed and peaceful. And now widen your attention to your hips and say to your body, to your hips, may my hips be free from judgment. May they be happy and relaxed. Breathing in and releasing any tension with an out breath. Move your attention to your thighs, saying, may my thighs be free from judgment, relaxed and at, and at peace. And moving your attention down now to the complex joint of the knees. May my knees be relaxed and happy at ease. And as you focus on your lower legs, the calf, the ankle, and the feet, the feet that carry me everywhere I need to go, day after day after day, and say to them, may my feet be happy. May the soles of my feet, my heels, my arches and toes, all of my feet, be happy and relaxed. Allow this attention and love for your feet to fill your feet as you say, May my feet be happy and at ease. Now let this loving awareness of your body permeate through your whole body, moving up from your feet to the legs, the arms and hands, from the back, the core of the body, the front of the body, the shoulders, the neck, the head. Feel your whole body from head to toe with a loving awareness. Allow yourself to broaden your awareness to actually feel the whole body the sensations of your body going on all at once and offer all of that your deep, deep gratitude for the service that this precious body offers daily. Our bodies can feel a sense of coming home and resting in this feeling of appreciation of the life of the body, the aliveness, the appreciation. Allow yourself to just Linger a few moments in this awareness, this appreciation, this love for your body, just as it is in this very moment. Feeling the breath move in and out. Feeling the aliveness of your whole body.
gently open your eyes and smiling to your own body with love, knowing that one moment of stepping back from our thoughts and our busyness with the intention to love and appreciate our body can change so much taking us to a place of awakeness and loving awareness. And as you're ready, allow yourself to just move the small parts, the bits, the little bits, the fingers and the toes of your body. And allow yourself to just come back into focus of the room, the screen, and the sound of my voice. So earlier this week, I was invited to speak about the energy of love. And one of my first thoughts on hearing this request was, This is a word <laughs> that's used in so many ways and so many contexts that from my more scientific days, I would say to the person, you have to define what you mean by love and then I will talk about what it is I think you're asking me to address. But I didn't do that. I thought more about love what that word means to me, how I use the word, how I feel the energy associated with the emotion of love. And I wanted to just explore some background in terms of the language, the word love itself, because words in themselves when they're in tone carry an energy and a frequency. And the clearer we are about what it is we want to communicate and are able to choose the word that really communicates what it is that we want to share with another can be a very, very powerful energy in terms of one, communication in terms of two, facilitating, facilitating deeper and deeper levels of understanding. So I'm just going to tell you that one of the other first things that came to my mind was that, you know, somewhere along the line, and <clears throat> I was told that the Inuit language, and Inuits are native to the state of Alaska, and there's a lot of snow there. And they have up to 50 different words for snow. And I'm assuming because one, I've not been to Alaska and two, I, I don't know or have communicated with any Inuit people, but I assume that their daily life requires this level of fine tuning about snow in order to be able to carry out their daily activities of life. That snow is an important part of their experience and their ability to talk about it in very precise ways helps them in their communication. So in English, on the other hand, we can use one word to describe many different kinds of things or forms of something. And I was just thinking about water. Water can be used as a liquid in a glass that I drink when I'm thirsty. It can be used to describe a large expanse such as a lake. It can use to be described moving water such as a brook or a stream or even a waterfall. Water can be rain, dew, wave, foam. <clears throat> so there's a way in which a word can cover a whole bunch of different things. 
Now, perhaps we're not doing something so different than the Inuits. It's just that the core of the word snow, I think, is embedded in the 50 different words that they're used to describe snow. So maybe there's a prefix or a suffix. We don't say running water or solid water for ice or we have different words, but basically we can interchange them with water. So to get to the word love, it's another word that I don't hesitate. I don't feel like anybody who is in this country has been exposed to English either as her mother tongue or as a second or a third language. They don't, um, they hear it used a lot. And I, the, an exploration of how it's used might help us to understand what it is we're trying to say what energy it is we're pointing to or alluding to with a word that we want to use. So one of the things that has, I don't know, it, it, it's kind of an irritant for me, is how Madison Avenue or the business of consumerism, the business of getting us, you and me, to think that we need something in order to be healthy, happy, secure, anything. So, and, and I think of something like, oh, I love my new refrigerator, doesn't seem to have the same quality as a statement of, oh, my newborn grandchild, when I first saw her, I was filled with awe and love. So is the love we might have for a new refrigerator or a new car the same thing as the love we have for a child or a grandchild or a precious friend? Um, I don't think so. And so to be able to ex take some time and explore this I think is helpful for us to understand ourselves and to communicate more clearly. And before we get to, you know, sharing that, I just wanted to look at at least some of the origins of what other cultures have looked at and examined in terms of this notion of love. And so I went back to the Greeks and they have six different words that they used for love or different kinds of energies that are related in some way, and we'll, I'll just call them love. So the first is eros, which was defined as sexual passion, and, and this frightened the Greeks because this love is fiery, it's dangerous, and it's irrational. And then there's philia, which is the deep friendship or love between parent and child, the com comradeship such as soldiers develop when they've been through very trying, dangerous experiences together. And then there's ludus, and if I'm mispronouncing it, somebody who knows how to pronounce it should do so for us, is was described as a playful love the kind of love seen between children or perhaps adults who are just flirting with each other. There's agape, which is the love for everyone. It's the selfless love that is displayed in empathy. And all over the planet, children by the age of two start to demonstrate through their behaviors that they experience this love and are acting out of this kind of love, the agape. Um, agape is a word that's found in Christianity and is often called Christian love. It's also found in other spiritual traditions. 
in metta, in the Buddhist meditation or universal loving kindness in some of the other strains of Buddhism. So agape, and what I just want to say now is um, statistics and a lot of people talk about the fact that agape has been that form of love has been in a serious decline over the past 40 years. And over the past 10 years, the decline has pretty much gone to a straight line dropping down. We're losing as, as cultures around the world, world, we're losing the expression of this kind of love in our societies. The, another kind of love that the Greeks talked about is pragma. A mature, realistic love commonly found in mature, long-established couples, which encompasses compassion and patience and tolerance. And I liked what Eric Fromm said about this. He's a psychologist, a, a good psychologist, um, who's no longer with us. He, he said, we spend too much time and energy falling in love, and we need to learn more about how to stand in love instead of falling in love. And I like that. I thought that put a fine point on it. And the last kind of love the Greeks talked about is philautia, and that's called self-love. And Aristotle talked about there are two different kinds of it, unhealthy narcissism or being self-obsessed and only caring about your own wants and needs, no matter how that affects others. And then the healthy version of self-love is it supports the feeling within ourselves that we are love, we are good, we are secure, we're lovable. And when you have plenty of this love, this self-love, this base of security within yourself, you ha it's so much easier to express love for others. So... Today, I just want to make one simple distinction in, in the way I talk about love and the way the word love is used in our culture today. And I would make a simple discernment between human love and divine love. And I would just say that with human love, there it's strings attached. There's a kind of a negotiation of, I will love you uh, unless you abuse me or hurt me in some serious, grievous way, then I won't love you. And perhaps in human love, we respond to something lovingly, depending on how we feel about ourselves or how we feel about the other person in that moment. And that's one kind of love. But we also have divine love. It's, and what I mean by that is it's love for the sake of loving and nothing is expected in return. And I would offer to you, I, I and many other people who study this feel that humans are basically programmed in their DNA for this kind of selfless love. That's what the mirror neurons are in our brain that are fully developed by the time we're two years old. And this is what we see in toddlers as they act in very altruistic ways towards each other. Um, and then the culture comes in and a lot of other things happen to us. And I, if you remember from whenever I was talking a few weeks ago, I said that all children at two all around the world express this, this altruism. And by the time they went, the researchers went back to all these different places in the world, by the time these children got to be in middle school, 100% um, of the children in um, Kenya, I think it was, one of the African nations, were still behaving in an altruistic way. 8% of the children in the United States were, were behaving in this way, which means 92% had lost the motivation 
to love in a selfless way, to act in a selfless manner. So I think that this is worth talking about. I think it's worth sharing. I'm hoping that everybody unmutes and people share either any questions they have about something I've said or any thoughts sharing that they think is relevant to this topic of how I'm saying I think we have the ability to love in two very powerful yet different ways. And so I'm happy, excited to hear what others have to say about this. So please unmute and share. Always the lull before some brave person <laughs> speaks up. I know you all experience love and have had heartache from love and have had joy from love. So everybody's got an experience that they can, could share. Thoughts about how we use love in ways that diminish the meaning of the word perhaps? Please somebody. I can't believe that the topic of love has silenced you. <laughs> Hi, doctor. Good evening to you and everyone. Good Hi, evening. Thank you for coming forward. Yes. Well, I, I will certainly say that it, it's definitely evidence with everything that's going on nowadays that um, there's certainly a decline. A lot of what you outlined definitely does um, mirror what we're lacking in the world nowadays when it comes to love and the way we, we express love and the lack thereof. Yes. Um, I, I did want to ask some clarity from you on something. Okay. Um, the, the Greek term for um, self-love, uh, you did mention in one instance it can be unhealthy. Yes. Uh, and then in another instance, the way we can express it, it can be, it can be healthy, supportive, um, supportive feelings. What is the exact... Um, name for that particular expression of love i think it's called self-love it's just it is called self-love yes and when you think about it perhaps it doesn't have another name because um i'm not sure that I, my culture you know the the culture of the united states which is what i grew up in has ever really emphasized that very much um in okay let, let me say that so so the the unhealthy version has a name because it can actually it's it's a the name is narcissism and it's a classified mental health disorder so that can be very destructive to the person and to the people who are involved with a true narcissist However, self-love is, um, it well, I told you what it does, and many people knew, know already that it builds this sense of being good enough, of being worthy of love, of being lovable, of being able to love others. So I feel that this is, the strength for us to combat this um, loss of loving kindness towards each other. That we need to feel strong enough in ourselves that we are lovable and worthy of love in order to be able to truly and easily, naturally flow with that, I think, early, pro you know, genetic basically programming to be altruistic to be kind and loving towards each other i agree with you wholeheartedly and i love the point that you brought home when you had mentioned that um if you if you have no 
sense of self-love or if you struggle with self-love, it's really difficult. Well, if you, if you have a sense of it or a strong sense of it, how much easier it is for yes. you to offer that or to demonstrate that to others. So that really, really hit home for me. I think that's another demonstration of just what's going on nowadays that we're struggling so hard just, just to offer that. There's something going on with us individually, definitely. Yes, and I, I think that we, we can even take that a step further is if I don't really experience self-love, you know, not seeing myself as a victim, but, but the empowerment of feeling love, it's hard for us to accept love from others as well as give it to others. You know, and think about human beings are a gregarious species. We really do need each other in our lives. We crave social interaction. It's part of why I think the pandemic has been so hard. We're, we're, we're more isolated than we're used to being. So this sense of self-love, which is why I chose to do the guided meditation on just loving your own body being aware of loving the different parts of your body. And, and that's a good place to start. You know, I, I don't know about most of the rest of you, but um, I heard more about what I needed to do to please others to be a good girl than I did about what a beautiful, loving being I was and how lucky the world was to have me. And we need more of that to be able to give ourselves love. Yes. So, oh, well, thank you. This, I really appreciate what you've brought up. Thank you. Hi, Dr. Berman, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm well, happy to see you. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, uh, wishing everybody um, happy Easter coming up, so. Um, my, my question is, I, um, I sometimes struggle with, you know, I know majority of people have love within themselves, right? But why is there so much, um, people are so fearful of kind of helping each other out, you know? Um, why is that? And, um, Obviously, what you're talking about seems like it makes sense for us to have a very different perspective of love and trying to teach or even, you know, train ourselves and also our people around our family and people we love to see things in a different way. Yes, yes. And I think that's, we all know that in some way deep within us. And that's why we've gathered together tonight, right? That's why many other people gather, will gather on Easter Sunday to come together to recognize love and feel bound in a community of love. <clears throat> and yet the world is in a desperate place. There are war wars going on because some people have said we're better than others and we're going to kill you <laughs> so we can have the land or whatever it is that's being said. Um, and I think that that comes out of fear, fear that perhaps I'm not lovable, so I have to grab what I can, fear that there's not enough to go around and if you get something, it's going to mean I get less of something. So on, on one level, many, there are some people who talk about the energy, you know, the basic energy spectrum, that at one end it's very contracted, and some people use the word fear to describe that contraction. And then it opens, 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 all the way to the end where there's this huge expansion, right? Expansion bigger than... The, the rays of the sun that bathe our planet, right? Because it's universal. The sun is made of energy and that energy, expansive energy can be described as love. So if we see that this, you know, continuum of energy, perhaps the fear and the hate and the just meanness, you know, between people 
is because there's so much of this concentrated, fearful, I have to get mine, I have to get mine, I have to get mine, that I start seeing the other as an enemy in some way or a threat in some way. I, I mean, I know that may be very, very simplistic, oversimplified, because we have some very complex problems. But I think beginning to give ourselves permission to take some time to love ourselves, and, and that may even be hard because so many people were taught that to be loving to yourself is selfish and bad and not good at all. So maybe we start loving our toes and our feet first, right? And work into the whole of me. I can love the whole of me and acknowledge that and remind myself that I love my fingers and my toes and my nose and my crooked teeth. We realize every part of our body is so important until we cannot use it or cannot, you know, and yes. ourselves and then we realize the importance. Yes, yes, and perhaps that's a metaphor for all of humanity is important, right? All of us are important. Yes, 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 absolutely. Thank you, that was beautiful, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Who else? Talk? No. <laughs> I, I have so many things in my mind. It's just like it's okay. I, Sometimes I can't that concentrate on one thing. Okay. <laughs> so just listen. It's overwhelming what's <laughs> happening right now in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in New York. Yeah. So well, Needham, I was going to say as Neil was talking, what came to mind are those three men that watch the Asian woman get beat up. So they have selfless love, fear, I don't know. No, so selfless. You're so right, Debbie, bringing that up. How horrible, how horrible. Yes. 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 For somebody not to come out and even be helping her out, you know? I believe there's so much ignorance around us about other people like they think we're all bad people so i think it's yeah and dr berman said it's fear and uh, i'd like to add ignorance of yes they don't know other people right and they're too afraid to try to know it's i think on some level people feel it's easier to hate than it is to learn right Yes. So, but I think that comes from this deep, deep fear, fear that I'm not lovable, fear that I won't get what I want and need, you, you know, just this balling up and, and, and sooner or later that contraction is going to erupt in rage. And so, I mean, what man could be proud of beating up a woman? I, I, I mean, I, it, 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 there's no logic to this, right? Sure. This kind of explosive hate and, and violence is meaningless. And I don't know where that hate is coming from, from a person who has that kind of hate. Yeah. Well, it's, we, you it's know. It's just too much to think. About well, it's possible, but it's happening. Yeah, and it's more frequent. So before if, it was verbal, now it's physical. There's really violence. Yes, yes, and I think yes. So I don't want to dwell too much on the hate part of it, except to say we come together and talk about this so that we can understand ourselves better. And the more we understand ourselves, the more compassionate we're going to be able to be with people who are like us because we're looking at what it means to be human. 
not a black or a white or a green or a purple human or tall or a short or, you know, whatever language speaking human, but human. And the more we're able to find value in ourselves and be kind to ourselves, the easier it's going to be to recognize how much we have in common with all other humans and perhaps all other life. You know, because sometimes it's people feel that it's easier to love a pet than it is another human. But but it do you know what I mean? To be begin to prime the pump of love. And I really believe that when we experience self-love, it's so much easier to give love to others. You know, because we're not worried that they're going to take something that I want or they may do harm to me, right? If I'm feeling loved and lovable because I work at self-love, then it's not selfish love. That's narcissism. But just recognizing I love my body. I take it for granted, but stopping myself to remember that I love my body. Then, I'm, then maybe I can love my brain. I can love, you know, the effort I make to be kind to my neighbor. And simply acknowledging that, you know, that makes the difference between, oh, I love my new refrigerator and the awe and love I experienced at the birth of my grandchild, right? Because love doesn't mean the same thing in those two sentences. But we need to remind ourselves what this, that's what I call the divine love, you know, love for the sake of loving. Dr. Berman? Yes. Uh, I just came across this very appropriate uh, uh, say, a quote from Leo Tolstoy. Ah. If you feel pain, you are alive. Ah. If you feel other people's pain, you are a human being. Oh, how, how beautiful. How, yes. So I just remembered this while you were talking. I said it's very appropriate. Yes. You're talking all these things, you know. Yes, yes. How beautiful. Thank you so much for that. So what else? What other thoughts do people have? What do you, have you ever thought about the difference that love can be many, express itself in many different ways? Right? Well, you Dr. Berman, you mentioned about kindness. Yes. And that's one of the manifestation of loving. Yes. Yes. One another. Yes. Kindness. kindness is tender, right? And tenderness yes. is a part of Compassion. love. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yes. Yes. And when we can remember that and we, when we can see compassion in ourselves and compassion in somebody else, it helps us to deal with the absolute insanity in the world right now with all this hate directed and at you. we can experience joy and peace yes. in yes. spite of what's happening. Yes, and you know, there's a sense that because we share the planet, we share the energy, right, on the planet. So as people have discussions around love, that's a higher vibration than talking about making somebody who doesn't look or act like me a bad person, right? That's a negative, contracted energy. So the more people enter into conversations like this, you know, open-ended, sharing their, our own insights and our own experience, we're raising the vibration, right? Certainly in our group, but then You'll go out and interact with some people and I'll interact with my husband and my granddaughter when I have story time with her this weekend. And that energy that we're giving to each other now will be shared with all of these other people and it spreads. Love is contagious, I think. True. Right? You know something, Doctor, that, that I've learned and, and recognized that we have to be careful and mindful not to 
not to, well to look beyond what we may see as the the, the lack of love from uh, and these atrocities per, you know that are perpetrated uh, from someone who doesn't look like you or yeah. against another ethnicity because I've noticed I've looked all around the world and there are even you know same persons or same people governments perpetrating you know extreme violence against their own, own people kind and their yes. own people so it's just showing up in so like I've been following my brothers and sisters and praying for them every day those in, in Myanmar yes uh, yes yes it's, it's amazing to see the the, the, the the physical brutality that governments are, you know, just committing against their own people and their own kind. So it's showing up in so many different ways, so many different places. Yes. In there. So I'm just trying to make sure that I'm careful not to. To, to be so limited about how I, how I see it, if that, if that makes any, any sense. Yes, I do. I, I, I thank you for bringing that up, that, that we, never, we never walk, we don't walk in somebody else's shoes, right? So we can't really know what trauma, what fear, what, what they're dealing with. And, and we, over and over again, on Wednesday nights, I, I share with you, you guys share with me, our control is over ourselves, not somebody else. And jumping to judgment about who or what somebody else is or is doing is not helpful. I, I mean, I will always stand up against what I see as injustice but I will never turn violence and hate towards anyone. So I think what, what you've just brought up is a very important part to, to do what we have control over doing, which is to increase our ability to recognize that we're loving human beings and to allow ourselves to love ourselves and allow that to spread out to those around us and we will teach by example we will teach by example and hopefully this the consciousness of the people in control of governments all over the world will begin to shift from one of fear and and force and locking people down to one of learning to respect because most of the time I see that no matter how angry or frustrated or rude someone may be, if, I, if I'm interacting with them, say, in the store or something, if I'm kind to them and respectful to them, things change very fast. Mm -hmm. So if I have any hope of changing the world around me, it starts with what I choose to do. I thought of something... I think months ago, um, just to make a short story, I found myself in a situation where I was talking negative about mm. other people. And I actually went to church and prayed to God to help me stop this nonsense. You know, I, it wasn't flattering at all. And, um, I am very mindful not to do that anymore. Because we hurt ourselves. We focus, yeah. we're, we're focusing all of our energies on negativity. And, and in the end, we hurt ourselves more than anybody else. Well, that's right. not true. Gossip, but, perhaps. But what people do, is it true that when you talk, you talk about other people just to make yourself feel better? Yes. Yes, I think that that's part of what's happening now is this fear that I won't have enough or I won't be high enough or I won't be I won't get enough of what I want. And so if I can put somebody else down, I can make myself I can puff myself up. Right? But all the while we know who we are, right? on some level uh, we just like you said it's a habit to gossip well, you know little kids in school 
talk about things about each other, whatever. We, we learn to gossip. My mom used to have a coffee clutch where lots of gossip happened. But, um, so, so it's a habit and we can break it, right? Yeah. You caught yourself and, and you did yeah. something about it. Yeah. And it's made yeah. a difference ever since then. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know, and you just try to look at, you live and let live. That's what I try to say. Yeah, so, yeah, yes. Eight. Yeah. And, and yet we're faced, and not yet, we're faced with a very violent, polarized, I would say dangerous world, you know, Myanmar, case in point. I don't, you know, there's no guarantee that the United States couldn't go that way also at some point if hate keeps growing, right? So we just work at knowing that love is the basic human quality, right? And trying to understand what love is. Love is not having a new refrigerator. Or car, or you know, what? You'll be in trouble. <laughs> you feel that way. Yeah. yeah. Does, does insecurity leads to all these yeah. situations? Insecurity leads to a lot of very um, negative acting right. out. Sometimes it's directed against the self, but sometimes it's directed against others. Right. I don't know why so much of uh, that, why people are so insecure that they have to be so. Perhaps they're not there. Perhaps there are people in this world who have never been told that they're beautiful and lovable. Right. Re remember. I was talking about self-esteem right. and how self-esteem is built on, I have to be above average. Well, not everybody can be above average. The opposite of that or an alternative to that is to say, we are all human. We are connected in our humanness. And each of us has different talents as well as different challenges but we are connected in our humanness. And when we look at that, instead of the differences, you know, only focusing on the differences and trying to be above average means I have to push somebody down below me right. to get above them. Mm -hmm. So, so self-compassion and compassion for others is a lot healthier than self-esteem. I remember when I, when, when I talked about that, somebody said when I was growing up, I didn't compare myself to, uh, self to others. I just said, okay, I'm going to try harder next time. And I feel like that was self-esteem. You know, somehow that intrinsic knowing the truth that I'm not going to judge myself against others. I'm simply going to try harder next time. I did my best. It wasn't a hundred or whatever, but I'm going to care for myself and do better next time. And that's self-esteem, right? That's well. It's a healthy self-esteem. I'm I'm mixing my language up here, so. You know, self-esteem is judging that you're better than others. Self-compassion is understanding. We're all human. We've all got challenges and we've all got gifts. Thank you for, for making me realize I'd used the wrong term there. <laughs> we need each other, right? Very much we need each other. This, this group is good. Yes, we do. We do. And we're so blessed with each other, right? We, ha we have a safe space. Uh, well, I certainly couldn't facilitate it if you didn't show up, right? There would be nobody to facilitate. <laughs> so I see that the time has slipped by. Time flies when you're having a good time, right? <laughs>
So, we missed you when you were absent for those months. Oh, that's such a... You're back. I'm so happy to be back. I missed you guys <laughs> a so lot. Are we going to meet on Wednesday again, Dr. Berman? Yes. Okay. We're going into okay. April, and I'm the Wednesday lady. <laughs> 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 Wednesday's child, right? Isn't there a store Thursday's child or something? <laughs> Wednesday's child. <laughs> All right, so let's send our blessings out with our alms, okay? So breathing in. Thank you so much. Good night, everybody. I'll see you next Wednesday. Yes. Happy weekend. Yes. Happy Easter.